Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calvary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, y'all? Hello, hello. Just want to start off saying, kick off with uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays if you don't celebrate the uh, Christmas festivities. Um, and uh, hopefully, Happy New Year to every single person uh, that's been listening to us on the show. Uh, we just want to say thank you guys so much for uh, lending us your ears and... Um, you know, giving us a platform to speak and talk about all our ridiculous opinions um, uh, on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yeah, I think that I think that that's it. I think we got the whole show done now. Yeah, uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll chat next week. <laughs> yeah, we had a lit Christmas, man. We had a lit Christmas. Christmas was nice. <laughs> yeah, Christmas was really nice, man. Frick, I'm stuffed with all that food. And then yeah. yesterday. Yesterday we went to go play ball, which yeah, oh, that was sick. God. That was sick. Yeah, that was tight. <laughs> oh, sorry, but like you never realize how much, how off the pace you are in your game <laughs> until you go out and uh, play after a long time off. So for me, I think I haven't played like actual actual played for like six months, and that was like yeah. my first uh, uh, time back. So yeah, it's I, been, was, I think it's been a while since. Uh, I think it's been since Royal Stars, and then. After that, like you didn't play since after that, you were just busy coaching. Yeah. With me, I still I still kept up playing here and there, you know. So I yeah. was okay, but I still died, you know. But it's huh. good, it's good, it's good when I die because then I that, that just shows me like I'm not at where I need to be at yet, you know. So I just keep going. So yeah, yeah, that's no, the- I, I, yeah I, 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 um, you know, I, I, I wish, like when I see all this stuff, like when we play like these. I wish mm-hmm. we had like more people to play with on a on a regular basis. I think that's the problem is yeah. football here. People just don't give a shit that much, right? So yeah. you know, kind of like you know, you play today, you play tomorrow, then you don't play again for another three months, and then mm-hmm. you know, guys don't want to play, and everybody has a so called life, but nobody wants to just you know play football, right? And, and uh, yeah. It hurts, like, because back home, back home or back in the day, I remember back in the day, we'd go to Genesis and we'd play, like, every morning, right? Yeah. Uh, it was, that, was the, that was the thing that got me the best in the best in shape for football, man. And after that, then I got I got teams and clubs just asking me, come and join, come and join. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that was a crazy time, you know? That was, like, every day in the morning, 9 a.m., and we'll go to play, and it was just it was just a wild time, man. Such an amazing time, and amazing time to grow as a player, and in aspects and crazy aspects that you didn't even think was possible. But the more yeah. you played, you just became that beast, right? So yeah. after well, that, we went into we were, I think we were in PSA at that time, right? And uh, yeah. we went on to like really smash some serious teams out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. No, and that was that was that was the time. That was when we first saw like Umer's awakening. You know, seeing all yeah, the like, yeah, yeah. like the guy barely played organized football. That was his first time uh-huh. playing. And uh, anyway, it was cool. It was cool. But anyway, yeah. enough about reminiscing about the past. Let's talk about the present. Yes. Um, so today we're gonna start off Manchester United. If you watch this game at all, bro. Oh man, I was I, I was on this game, bro. <laughs> what a game, man! What a game! Newcastle should have whooped you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they should have whooped you guys bad, man. But frick, I don't know, man. Like these guys, they they should have taken their chances, man. They they really beefed them 
some crazy chances, but De Gea also made some really good fucking saves, man. But yeah. I still think Newcastle should have won this game. Um, yeah. Man, you, your mid was lost. I don't know what the fuck was happening there, why it was so lost, but they were lost. Like, every they, the mids gave away more balls than I could count to the, yeah. to the, to the, to the Newcastle midfielders, which then boosted up to, to the wingers for the, for the, what do you call it, for the counterattack. And St. Alex, uh, Alex St. Maxima was just amazing, man. It sucks. To, it sucked to see him go out on a, I think, a calf tear. Him yeah. and uh, uh, and what's his name, Colin Wilson, but they were balling, man. <laughs> Maxim, Maxim was doing some crazy shit, like, and your 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 defenders didn't know what the hell to do or how to cope with it. Like, he was he just needed to maybe take a little bit more accurate shots. Like he scored that first goal, but then after that he just wasn't taking like the most like pinpoint accurate shots because if he took it to a corner I don't think De Gea would have survived he would have probably given up a lot of goals but because they played it a little bit closer to like the middle side then it was like a tug it was like a tug of war basically with uh, both sides freaking struggling for possession one side would get it and then one side has to suffer another side would get it and then another side has to suffer but the craziest thing was when I saw Newcastle pushing up and all their defenders were out, were past the half line in your own half and yep. playing football. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here, man? Like, it almost felt like like a German had taken over in, in, in Newcastle and showed them how to play football, right? But it's Eddie Howe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it no. was it was crazy. They pinned you guys in your in your own box. You guys had to defend. Ronaldo was getting frustrated, um, and then he just he just started making some stupid decisions. But I think he going forward he didn't offer a lot. Like plus, I don't think a lot of crosses really came to him. But when Cavani came in, and then uh, Sancho came in, and who else who else came in? Matic came in late late, but yeah. I don't think he really like counted too much towards that. But uh, when when Cavani came in, that's when you guys started to see a little bit more of like the breakthrough. Other 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 than that, you guys were playing on the back foot almost like the whole game. And then when you had it, you push, and then they'll push you back, and they'll counter you guys because your midfielders just don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? Well, the you know I I think um, you know there's something that I actually want to pick on that when you say uh, the team when we got the ball they countered and then we countered and all that. Um, yeah. but, uh, the formation. So, do you know the formation United were playing today? Wait, wait. So, isn't it the is it the four two two two? Is that what the, you guys are using? That's yeah. So that's what we're using the four two two two. How effective yeah. do you think that formation is? Um, I don't think it's really that effective, man. But like in video games, so it what, is. That's so, like, that's my favorite formation <laughs> in video games. In video games, right? Right. That's where. <laughs> Yeah. When, when you say so, you don't think it is. So what? What is what is the problem that you see with that formation? What would you see if you go back and you said, okay, you know what? Let's review that formation four two two. What would you say was the what was wrong with the formation? They were too wide. How do you mean too wide? Like the 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 four two two is basically two midfielders, uh, uh, two wingers who kind of drop up in the middle too as well like they kind of move uh, laterally outward and two, and inside and then two forwards yeah so you thought they were too wide 
Yeah, I think they were they were too spread out. Like they were not together together, right? You know, so when um what do you call it? When they when the ball came and it got passed over and it got broken down, then these guys were easy easy to just go because there's now more space to cover, right? So Okay, so you're saying it was too wide for yeah. a defensive standpoint, not from an offensive standpoint. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now what about from an offensive standpoint? What do you think about it? Um, offensively, you guys didn't create that much, but like you guys had some guy running through the wings every time, and then he would cross the ball inside for the for the strikers, right? Okay. Um, I didn't see much going forward. Maybe Cavani could have buried a bit more than he did today, but I didn't see a lot that, more. But that was that was only towards later half of the game, right? Like that yeah, was yeah. Not the start. Yeah. Now for the second half, yeah. Now, if you go back and you look at the uh, – because I, I want to, like, just, you know, pick your brain on this, right? So, the 4-2-2, you, you didn't see anything really happening. Um, mm-hmm. Questions now. Do you think United kept the ball well? No, because they lost it. The, the, uh, the, possession, the possession was uh, – whenever they tried to do something, they, they got countered because yeah. the midfield would lose the ball in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then – but also, Newcastle had a good game plan, sit back and then counter, but they didn't sit completely back, right? Yeah. So, now, yeah. now, with that being said, do you think the personnel that Ragnick is putting in for that team is doing is doing the right thing? Like, do you think he's doing the right piece? Like, uh, you know, he still has, like, he has on the wings, he has Teles instead of Shaw, and on the right, he has Dalot instead of Wan-Bissaka. And in yeah. the midfield, he's sticking with Mac Fred. Um, and then today he called on to Greenwood. On yeah. the left, called on to, I think, Bruno. So those are kind of like his wing players. Uh, yeah. You know, would you say with what United have, like that's, you know, that's that's supplementary, that's good enough for what he can he wants to do with the team? Did you even, did you even notice his style of play with this team today at all? The style of play? Yeah. With Manchester United, yeah. Anything I didn't really that stuck know. out for you? Is there anything that stuck out that you said, okay, you know, I looked at this and I'm like, yes, this is the style of play. This is clear. This is clean. I get it. I get what United are trying to do here. Did you notice that at all? Um, all I noticed was they wanted to play possession. They wanted to play possession and then link the ball out wide and and send it into the box, right? Mm. So there was some. They were, doing, they were doing a lot of long crosses, a lot of long crosses to Rashford and Ronaldo that didn't get it. So, mistake. Okay. So, but to be honest, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't notice anything. <laughs> like even even at that, like were they even yeah. effective with what they were trying to do? Were they no, effective? they weren't. They were not. So they get the ball, they move it to the wings, they try to cross it. It wasn't working. Uh, mm-hmm. losing the ball. They were trying to play possession. See, you're, you're saying they were trying to play possession. But yeah. they were not even keeping the football, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so, honestly, man, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like to, you know, waste time, right? And I like to give people time to, you know, do what they need to do. I think Ragnik needs time for this team. Ragnik is no miracle worker. I'll be straight up with that. But at yeah. the same breath, I think Ragnick is smart enough to understand that for what he's trying to do, he has he the wrong. Sorry? He doesn't have the personnel. 
he he has it's not like he doesn't he has the wrong personnel for what he's trying to do and yeah. if he thinks he can get away by using McFred in United's midfield I'm sorry he's lost it I'm sorry like I'm I will straight up just say look Ragnick just stop just stop coaching United and just go straight up to the top box office straight up I don't care how like I you know you know me I love this guy like I've, I I as a coach I follow a lot of what Ragnick does and I mm-hmm. and I understand the philosophy of what Ragnick is trying to accomplish um, at any team that he coaches. Yes, right? yes. I can clearly, see, I can, I can see that as night and day. These Leipzig teams, he was, you know, forward playing, always looking for the vertical passes, play mm-hmm. the ball early up to the front, you know, take advantage of quick transitions. Don't waste time. Like that's kind of his football, but you know, I don't see it now. This team got a break. Yeah. They got a break before the, uh, before uh, you know, before this game, you know the, the yeah, COVID yeah. people COVID, had COVID. Yeah, the COVID. Right. If, if this is what they're serving up after they've gotten a break, they've gotten some time to train, and this is what they're serving up. I'm sorry, bro. Like Ragnick, you gotta you, like right away that guy in it. And I'm saying I'm hearing some people like last week we talked to Azim. Azim mentioned like, oh, you know what? It won't be bad to see Ragnick stay. I don't mind if he stays. Look. I'm going to straight up say it. I've been saying this from day one. I'll say it again and I'll say it tomorrow. I'll say it to oblivion. If you are brought in as an interim manager, your job is to stay as an interim manager. And once it's done, your job is to leave so that somebody else can come in and take over the reins. I don't want to see the nonsense interim manager becomes a permanent manager because he's not good enough to be a permanent manager in the first place. If he was good enough to become a permanent manager, you would have made him a permanent manager right away. So, yeah. for me, I'm fed up with this Mac Fred thing. This and it. Like, as a coach that has assessed how piss poor Manchester United have been for years, right? And you look at this team. You look at what, you know, what Mac Fred stands for. You look at a center back. Your captain is Harry Maguire, right? Yeah. You look, at, you, look at, you look at the forwards. Rashford is running around doing stupid things up in the forward line. Greenwood mm-hmm. looks lost. Ronaldo gets frustrated very easy and he's not he's not showing the leadership that everybody says this guy was brought into you know uh, to the club to do. You look at yeah. all these things and you're telling me you're going to sit there and you're still going to keep playing the same old lineup, you know, time and time again. Oh hell mm-hmm. no. Oh hell <laughs> no. I don't have I do not have the time and the patience for that shit. Get that fucking shit out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, right? So um Okay, continue, continue. After yeah. after you finish, after you finish, yeah. I got something to say. Yeah, and, and what I what I, what I would say right now, like everybody could say, oh, it was only three games. Yeah, it's only three games, but we have been seeing this crap for almost three plus years now, right? <laughs> we've all been seeing this shit for three plus years now. We've, yeah. been, we've been dealing with McFred for 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 a long time. We've been dealing with Harry Maguire fucking about on the defense for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you also got, you know, uh, the foreign line now really, you know, uh, 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 showing the true colors, underperforming, right? You know, Marshall now wants to leave. Everybody says, okay, good riddance. Hey, I get it. You know, I like Marshall a lot, but I don't understand that his time has come to go. Like, the kid just does not fit for Manchester United anymore. If it, if, I, if, if it was me, I would like to him to stay, and I'd like a proper coach to help him develop and get him to where he wants to. But I think mm-hmm. the way he look at it is like, look, World Cup is next year. This ain't it. This guy's not going to be playing me. I'm out. And I appreciate him for doing that. So I appreciate him for speaking up and saying, look, I'm sorry, guys. I'm out of here. Right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
you look at the draws that these guys are serving up front. You look at what, you know, Bruno, what Rashford, you know, are putting up. Even Ronaldo, what he's putting up. You're telling me that some guy like, you know, Martial could not come in and do something a little bit better in there? You just mm-hmm. signed Anthony Alanga for six years on a six-year contract. You're telling me you can't even put him in there where, where you're playing Bruno um, or, or where you're playing Rashford to supplement, right? Yeah. Why does it, why do we have to get somebody like Edison Cavani to get the best out of Ronaldo, you know, to or to get Ronaldo ticking in the front line? Why? Yeah. Why is it? So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm afraid, man. This ain't it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not here to wait for no manager to do anything. I love Ragnick, man. Look, I like Bruno. Bro, I've said it on I've come up on this show. I've said it before. I love these kind of people. I love Bruno. Yes, he loses the ball too much for me. If I was a coach. I'll probably bench his ass because that's just the way I am. I like to keep the football. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, as a manager, it is your sole responsibility to be able to identify the problems on this team and mm-hmm. fix it. And don't wait, you know, after three, after three, four, five games to fix it. Fix it now. Fix it now. Fred mm-hmm. is not good enough. Scott McTominay is not good enough. Good enough. Bench them for better players. You've got Van der Beek on your team. In fact, actually, I was actually going to do a show one one of these days to show why Van der Beek. Well, I actually think Ragnick will not play Van der Beek a lot. I was actually going to say that, like, you know, before he signed up, I was like, actually, this may spell the end for Van der Beek. And the reason why I was thinking this is Ragnick likes players who plays the ball forward a lot, right? Yeah. He likes that a lot. Van der Beek mm-hmm. is one of those players who came from Ajax. They like to keep the ball a lot. They recognize, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I can't push it forward now. I'm going to reset. I'm going to push yeah. it. The one time Van der Beek, the one time Van der Beek tries to play the ball forward from the back, he cuffs the ball up. Young boy score an equalizer in the Champions League. And then we don't see Van der Beek again. So uh-huh. I, I actually think Van der Beek may not be the type of player. But Van der Beek is the kind of player that you need in this team. Sancho uh-huh. is the type of player you need on this team because, because they take care of the football. Yeah, they are not allergic to the football. The football mm-hmm. is not a an ex, it's not a grenade. It's not an explosive on their feet. They keep the, they keep the football. They know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. we're living in this world. And I said this on Twitter today. We're living in this world of ridiculous goals and assist stats that every single idiot that knows nothing about football looks at. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, we're so spoiled by Ronaldo and Messi competing so much. That every single person now only looks at how many goals and assists, or in Bruno's case, how many chances created. You know, mm-hmm. ridiculous statistics that that don't tell you that these players are just stat padding. They're on steroids. They're stat padding mm-hmm. their numbers. They, they don't mm-hmm. tell. It doesn't tell you the full story on a football pitch. On a football pitch, and this is why I always said Jorginho is so or Jorginho is so. Uh, uh, it's so, uh, uh, what do you call it, invaluable to the way Chelsea plays. Kovacic mm-hmm. is so valuable to the way Chelsea plays. And everybody sits there and they're like, oh, they make fun of him because he scores penalties or blah, blah, blah. But if you watch his overall game, mm-hmm. he cleans the, the way he caresses, the way he keeps the tempo organized on the football pitch, the way he maintains, you know, possession, the way he keep, keeps keeps the team ticking, at, you know, all areas of the field. He's mm-hmm. like... He doesn't need to be everywhere, but the way he's organized the game, his, his style of play, makes him such a perfect footballer for clubs like this. But we right. don't have that in United. You keep playing a guy like McTominay and, uh, and Fred, who will keep passing forward, but would not think to use their brains 
when to pass forward, when to reset, when to pass sideways. You have to have good execution and decision making, mm-hmm. consistent de- good decision making for you to maintain, you know, elite slash world class status in this type of teams you're playing for. Yeah. Anyway, but this is this is my problem. Like, and and Ragnik, if you cannot make these adjustments early, if he keeps fucking about with this midfield, three games in, I don't care if it's three games in. Look, bro, like you're a smart guy. Make the changes now. You know they're simply not good enough. Make mm-hmm. those changes. Get rid of. I've been saying that this team needs gouging. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, you know, this team is this team good enough to win a, a trophy this season?" I would presume so. Maybe the Carabao Cup, but we're kicked out of the Carabao Cup. Maybe the yeah. FA Cup. Maybe the FA Cup. We may we, we could possibly win that, right? Yeah. But this team is capable of winning something this yeah. year. They are. Mm-hmm. They they're that talent. But at the same breath. They are. They've been built so terribly that mm-hmm. if the players are not what are not it, put these guys on this on the transfer list. Sell them, sell them. If you're going right. to be playing four two two two, please even that formation. Get rid of that. Get rid of that shite, man. Like there's no, there's no like you. You say there's width, but man, the width was coming from the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doubling up on against Newcastle. You know they're going to sit a little bit deep. They're going to kind of park the bus a bit. They're, they're going to make things difficult. Put in another winger, you know, double yeah. the wing, double the wing play. There's yeah. one winger on the left, one wing on the right, plus a fullback on both sides who can double up against their fullbacks, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe create a two v two against yeah. you know their 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 uh, their setup because they had yeah they basically, had basically keep, keep them occupied right basically yeah, keep, keep them them occupied. occupied then then the spaces in the middle will will be open to you but if mm-hmm. you keep the guys narrow the four two 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 everybody's narrow. And then you have your fullbacks providing the width. Newcastle are looking at that and saying, perfect. All we have to do is take care of Dalot and tell us, and you guys cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway, but that's it. That's my rant. But, like, I, I, I'm saying that Ragnik right now, this ain't it, man. If you're going to be pulling off this shit, please. I, I don't care if it's three days or three games. Look, I've been dealing with this shit for years. I don't want to see that fucking combination anymore. I usually give managers benefit of a doubt. But I'm not mm-hmm. giving any manager benefit of a doubt to play Mac Fred. Get rid of those guys and play competent enough footballers and change your system that works mm-hmm. for those footballers that are good enough. Van der Beek is good enough. Put him yeah. on the pitch. He is mm-hmm. good enough. Play him. Yeah. Play him. Sorry? Guys guys like Van der Beek, right? When they, when they have the ball and they know how to hold the ball, and whenever they're passing and they're doing their sideways pass and back, they'll open up the spaces and then they will know what when to take that ball forward. Because, yeah. like, they also did it in Ajax, right? In Ajax, like, whenever they hold the ball on a possession basis, there's so many times Van der Beek has linked the, the attackers and sent them on a run, right? So it's not it's not anything that's new to him. Like, he can definitely do the dangerous ball. and You know how Germans love to play with the risky football. Like Vandy, Vandy can do it, but the thing is, like, you just have to give him, you just have to give him the opportunity, man, you know? Because, um, yeah, just give Van der Beek 10 games. I yeah. don't look honestly, people are saying that we're gonna make we should fight and push for top four guys. <laughs> Let's be realistic. This team, <laughs> if this team makes top four, it's a miracle at this stage, it's a fucking miracle. Forget it, just play, just play him 10 games. Mm-hmm. Look out for the FA Cup. 
try to try to do something meaningful in the Champions League anyway, because before we're going to get back into that Champions League, I think it's going to be a hot minute. Like I'm being real here. I, I said this when I when I came on the show. I can't remember the the time when I said, "Look, this is it, man. Manchester United are dead." Like people keep thinking it's a joke. This mm-hmm. this club is dead. People, you you would need a miracle, a perfect situation, a perfect um a moment, you know, for for uh, 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 for United uh, to to rise again from the ashes. Like you're gonna need that. Mm-hmm. The, the club is dead, man. I'm telling people this. People think it's a joke. The club is dead. It yeah. is finished. There's 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 nothing. Uh, 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 what they call it? There's there's nothing that um that I think that can really save it unless you get like a Klopp esque type of coach. Yeah, you know what I mean. Klopp esque mm-hmm. type of coach and Klopp and, and when I say Klopp esque type of coach, Klopp came into Liverpool and then got a couple of players and then they they finally love they finally. You know, because you need a little bit of luck. They finally lucked out. Got Fabinho. Got like you know, well, not, not even that. They lucked out with Barca being so stupendous, paying over the odds for Coutinho. Right? Mm-hmm. If Neymar hadn't moved, if Neymar hadn't moved to PSG, Coutinho would never have left Liverpool at that time. Yeah. So Neymar left with the big money. Barca panicked. Bought Coutinho. That money they used to get Allison Van Dijk Fabinho. And mm-hmm. that changed the course of history for them moving forward. Like, there's so much luck you need. And so, and you also sort of need almost a messiah kind of figure. And that was what club became at Liverpool, right? Yeah. Good manager. He got lucky. So Coutinho got three good players out of that money. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. United, that's, that's how lucky you're right now, United. And United's situation is even worse because you don't have enough footballing people at the head office, at the top office. So, mm-hmm. if anything, Ragnick needs to hurry up and get the hell up and go to that upper box office and then get the right people in charge. But another mm-hmm. thing, too, I'll be honest, I'm also being a little bit I'm nervous, man, because Ragnick about, has who, about who he's going to bring in, right? Exactly. He's been appointed. I'm, I'm, here, I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing stories. He's going to be uh, the Sporting Lisbon uh, manager. Yeah, Ruben Amorim. I don't know if he's going to be Ruben Amorim. I don't know if he's going to be him. But I, I like I, I based on the trends I'm seeing with Ragnik, he's appointing all these old dudes like you know from uh, his time with Leipzig or Red Bull, mm-hmm. and he's bringing them all back. And it's like I'm like, is this because this was my problem with Ole was it was the boys' club, you know, mm-hmm. oh friends of friends, oh Kariki, you know, even I like Karik, and Karik actually did good, did no not good, he did decent as a manager, you know, yeah. in his in his short tenure, but yeah. But at the end of the day, when Ole was doing all that shit, I wasn't impressed. I'm like, this guy keeps getting his friends, and these guys haven't earned the rights to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. If Ragnik is going to be doing that, I want him out. I don't care. I have been talking of this guy. I really think he's going to be he, – he can fix a lot of the, 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 the thinking of, mm-hmm. uh, of the team and the way the club is running all of that. But if he's bringing on his own people and he's bringing in some weird names in, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm 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 a little bit I'm a little bit hesitant. People say it's only three games, but there's a lot that has happened in the last you know month since he's been here. So mm-hmm. we, we gotta be careful. We cannot have we cannot repeat the same mistakes of what you know happened with Ole. And people may say I might be jumping the gun here a little bit too quick. Look, man, I'm setting my standards up. I'm not dropping my standards for shit. I am not mm-hmm. dropping that standard. I I have I have sat back 
cheered on managers because I want to be a fan first. And that's what I always will be. I will support the club, Manchester United club. I am not mm-hmm. Radnick FC. I am not, you know, Pogba FC. I'm not Bruno FC. I'm not Marshall. I'm not any of those things. I'm not Ole FC. I am Manchester United Club FC, and that is what I will always be. And I think if people can learn to think of that, your standards, you, you will support the club and your standards will not drop and you will hold people accountable. So he mm-hmm. needs to start making the right right decisions like ASAP, like right decisions, because if not, yeah. then it, if this is what he's doing and he gets into the consulting role, consultancy role and employs like, you know, Ruben Amarim. I don't think Amarim is bad, but you have a guy like Ten Hag a generational manager, like not even, he is the next thing. If we don't get him, City are going to get him. If you don't get that guy, you might as well forget it. Forget it. Yeah, big time. The uh, Me, me, uh, me, Ahmad and Felix, we had another theory basically with the whole Ragnick situation and why he's still playing all these idiots. <laughs> he, basically, he basically is building up enough evidence to make, make the board understand like, okay, these guys got to go because you see how bad they're, they're playing. I'm in here but they're still playing bad. And he basically wants to give them no opportunity to make any excuses. So when he, when he starts buying players and start bringing in the players that he wants, then they, they can't say shit, right? It's like he's I, building I, a catalog. I, I understand that, but you don't need to. We have already seen it with our eyes. Look, yeah. when Mourinho came in, right? Mourinho came in, he benched. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Bastian Schweinsteiger is a World Cup winner, Champions League winner, has won multiple trophies for uh, Bayern, Bayern Munich. Yeah, he benched him, right? Yeah. And what did he? What? Uh, and then he actually sent uh, Bastian to the youth team. I think he kicked him yeah. out to the youth team because he yeah. didn't want. Him. He he said, "Look, he's not it. He's not what I want." I think uh-huh. he also did the same with Valdez. Uh-huh. He said, "This is it. This is not what I want." Yeah, he right? did that with a few players, yeah. You can do it. Look, mm-hmm. Ragnar, don't try to be like, oh, you know, I want any to prove. No, 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 no. We've already seen it. Yeah. Bench them. Put them on, put them somewhere. Bench them. Right? There's yeah. Matic, even though I don't I don't think Matic only has 60 minutes. Play Matic yeah. for 60 minutes, bring Fred in to support a McTominay to come in as a backup. Right? Uh-huh. You don't need to be starting these guys week in, week out. When is Claire's night and day? that they are simply not good enough for this club. They are not mm-hmm. good enough, right? Fred is okay. I'm not going to lie. I actually I actually like Fred. I think he's yeah. okay. But he is he's not good, good he, enough. He's good, he's good when you need to press. Y- yes. That's where, that's where Fred is good at. Exactly. But he is simply not good enough week in, week out for Manchester United. His touches right. off. He doesn't know how to pass the ball. Exactly. When he, and then, when he and then the ball, it goes somewhere else. Exactly. And then the other thing too is Harry Maguire. Bench him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is he, he? I mean, okay, I still get it. Like he obviously doesn't want to alienate the the um, uh, Harry Maguire because he's the club captain. So, but eventually he's going to make a decision where he's going to take that captain's band away from him. Right, Dude, so you, you don't even need to take the cap. You can keep it. Like clubs do this, right? They have the club captain, yeah, but the club captain doesn't start. They sit on the yeah, bench. Yeah. Just bench yeah. him, right? Mm-hmm. Look, Varane wasn't good today, but I give Varane a bit of a pass because Varane actually hasn't played for a long time, and today yeah, yeah, he was yeah. kind of thrown into the game. Lindelof was supposed to start, but because Lindelof yeah, caught COVID, COVID, you yeah. know they, you know, bench Harry Maguire, man. Like if Bay is not available, play Mengi. If Mengi's not available, what happened to Bai this time? Is he 
COVID or is he injured? I don't know. I, I did not I didn't I didn't know that the reason why Bai wasn't playing, but maybe something like that. But if the, those guys are not available, there's options. Play mm-hmm. play uh, play Mengi. Tere Mengi, the young the youth. Play that kid. If yeah. he's not available, play uh Matic even. Just play somebody else. Right. Except for freaking Harry Maguire as your center back. Like he's just compl- he's he's shit. I'm sorry, man. He is shit. You know, this guy is not he's proven to us. He's simply not good enough for this level. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, well, that's it for United. I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover for the for the club, uh, for Manchester United, for what you saw today. Um, but uh, I, just think, I just think yeah. you guys need to... Um, Ragnick needs to start making the decisions quicker. I know he wants to, like, take it slow and, you know, embed them and see what they really got before he starts pulling them out. But he needs to move quicker, I think, because mm-hmm. if not, you guys will be finishing six to seven this season. Because it looks like Tottenham is coming up, Arsenal's coming up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, trouble is there's trouble for you guys for sure. You guys don't uh, fix things. Man. Honestly, I I really I I couldn't give a shit, man. <laughs> That's how much I don't care that anymore, man. I couldn't yeah. give a shit. Like if we're seventh, eighth, ninth, I don't care because I called this stuff a while back. And I've been yeah. saying it. People don't listen. Everybody wants to be la di da, blue di blue. You know, the world is the world is beautiful. Look, at the end of the day, I will always support my club. I'll always be there to, you know, watch them from the screen and cheer for them. Yada yada yada, right? But my own thing yeah. is to right. Forget all this stuff about, you know, uh what we can do to, you know, make it to top four or not. If we're good enough to be in top four, we're gonna end up top four. If we're not good enough, then we're not going to be there. That's the way I look at it. You know, yeah, use this opportunity, maybe win the FA Cup. Even though I'm mm-hmm. like, look, I wanted this team to win the Champions League. I don't think we're going to be able to do that now. Uh, but use the opportunity to maybe win the FA Cup. Get something. Win something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's put a trophy in the hands and smile out, you know, with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if we make top four, then that's an extra bonus. But I don't, I don't see how we're going to do it now. Because the other team knocking on the gates is Arsenal. And I think that's probably where we should go next. Now, Arsenal, I've been watching them. I know, you know, uh, you've been talking about how, you know, they've they've been improving and how they've been looking. Yeah. But I've been watching the pattern, Arsenal. The pattern plays are really coming together, man. I it, don't know. What the hell, I don't know what's happening there, but, like, the patterns of play that Arteta is doing is almost like City, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like Pep, uh, Pep, uh, Pep's, um, uh, clone has come up, you know, but they he's doing some work, but he's also doing some crazy things that are making some players' eyes light up because Ellie and Nathan, Obama Yang, and then <laughs> and like and a lot of players woke up after that because like, he kind of sent a message to to them by doing that, right? Like I'm not here to fuck around. Like you guys shouldn't fuck around either. Or else, this this type of shit will happen to you. And it's not the first time he's done it too. Guendouzi has gone, has has been alienated from the club, got sent on loan, and I think Guendouzi got sold last last summer. Or is he still on loan? I'm not quite sure what's happening there. But uh, yeah, man, Arteta is coming through. He's actually working. The the he, they're becoming more solid. It seems like the players now that that he has in the back are now the ones giving him, like, that confidence going forward. And then the the signing of Aaron Ramsdale, I think that's the signing of the of the year so far, man. 
honestly, because the way the way he has he has made this team like exponentially better in the back, it's just it's crazy. I don't know why Leno couldn't do it because Leno was such a good goalkeeper. But whatever, like Aaron Ramsdale is doing some things there, you know. I, I think I think why that is happening, and I have a theory for this. Like, um, I don't really think Ramsdale is that much better than Leno. I'm just gonna be honest. He's, not. He's really I, not. But I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. But I, think I don't. What, let me. The the thing that has happened is Ramsdale has risen to the occasion. That's yeah. the thing. Like, football is such a weird thing. Like, just life is such a weird thing. Like this, right? Mm-hmm. There's some. You have no idea how many times I've seen so many fucking guys. I'm like, God damn, that guy is good. Why right. is he not playing for a better team? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But then these guys melt under pressure. You know, they regular saves or regular things they should be capable of doing with their eyes closed. They start struggling to do that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, moments come, and in those moments, they, they are part of a, I don't know, like they're part of a losing uh, team or a losing squad. And yeah. because of that, it impacts them, you know, uh, mentally, right? Mentally. Mm-hmm. And then and then you get to the point now where, where uh, somebody else comes in and rises to the occasion. They make a couple of key saves. It, it rejuvenates the team. It rejuvenates yeah. the team. Everybody wakes up and they're like, you know what? I don't mind that dude. You know what I mean? If, so, he's, if, he's, if he's putting in the work, why don't we work for him? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's, I think that's what's happening. I think that's, uh, you know, the thing with Ramsdale. Because I, I've, I've, I look at Ramsdale, I'm like, this kid is not that much better. Like, I've seen him have howlers. When things were going wrong for him in Sheffield, it went uh-huh. back. Like, it was horrible. Right? Yeah. With Barmouth, same thing. This like some of the goals that I remember United United scored against them. I'm like, how is United scoring these goals against Ramsdale? Isn't this supposed to be the next best thing? But mm-hmm. then he comes to Arsenal, makes some really good, has some really good performances, and then everybody rallies behind him. Everybody says, you know mm-hmm. what? This is our goalie moving forward. We love this guy. We're willing to do whatever you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever it takes, right? To uh, uh, to back him and to support him, right? So that's yeah. that's just the difference. Is rise to the occasion, man. That's the difference. And uh, uh, Ramsdale, he's also he's also assisted a goal this season too. I think. Yeah, but that's <laughs> a, like that's that's what that's why I say life is just weird. Like you get yeah. you get these moments where weird things just happen, and you and all of a sudden, like and this, you can't put a wrong foot, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening with him. Um. But the thing is, the thing with Arsenal, like speaking speaking to Arsenal, and I remember we always talk about this, right? Beat the teams that you should beat. They yeah. are the they are the masters this season. My apart from City, they're the masters of doing that. They yeah. beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. They don't mess about if a team if a team isn't good enough to beat Arsenal, they're beating them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then the teams that are good enough to beat them. They lose to those guys. They lost to United. Yeah. You know, everybody's looking at uh, how did they lose to United? And United, in my opinion, outplayed them in that game. We we yeah. we, we played better than them in that game. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just because the, I think they're young players now, so they they crumble against when they meet like a certain level of experience. Yeah. They crumble against that pressure. They don't know how to handle that, and that's because mm-hmm. they're youth. They're young. They don't know how to do that yet, right? Like a lot of the players are just. Up and coming, they just recently joined the team. Um, but in the long run, if this continues, if they keep managing, they will get a couple of scraps. They may play again, they may be, you know, they may face United again, 
and then work United, right? They may yeah. face uh, Chelsea, okay. and you give them a real game. They may face yeah. Liverpool, and then who knows what happens, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but it's impressive. I'm I'm really impressed with what Arteta is doing because, uh, you know, I I hate giving them a platform because I just you know their fans are just so irritating and they <laughs> like to make it for their rival. Um, yeah. But I, but then another thing too is they also aim for top four. Yeah, yeah, and and for enough. I don't care. I don't care how. You know, yes, it's a, you can stagely improve yourself, but don't sit there aiming for top four. These guys don't have Europe this year. Mm-hmm. Why are you aiming for top four? Go for the whole thing. Yep. For the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When, um, uh, remember when Leicester won the league? Yeah, yeah. They, they had no, they had no, uh, uh, what do they call it? They had no, um, uh, Champions mm-hmm. League. They had no, yeah. Yeah, and they, Chelsea they too. Up, when Chelsea won the league, they had no yeah. Champions League either. So stop this crap about like, oh, top four this, top. like, go for the juggler if you can. Like, I don't think they're good enough to go for the juggler. Yeah. But they should be like, look, we don't have anything. Let's make a meal of this. Top two, top three. Let's Absolutely. push ourselves to that level, right? Yeah. We're going to lose to Liverpool. We're going to lose to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose to City. But the rest, let's give them a game. Let's, let's see what we can do. Those three losses, should, in my opinion, should be the only losses they should have been looking at this year. Yeah, but you know things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're doing they're doing such a great job. Uh, Teta is working, and those pattern plays are coming through. And it's like, <laughs> like I said, it's like it's like watching City play. Like when when first when City started first, like watching them play, like how the patterns were building up. It's almost like mm-hmm. that. But I guess then again, he's he was with he was with. Uh, Pep for like four years, right? So you learned a lot from Pep as well. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll yeah. see how things go. We'll see how things go with the with them. But uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Um, cool. Uh, jumping over Chelsea. Oh That's man. Chelsea, Chelsea won three one today against. Uh, oh geez, what the hell? My head just hit a blank. Um, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. I was I, for some reason I wanted to say Burnley, but anyway, yeah, Aston Villa. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, a couple of penalties. Jorginho scored. Everybody's making fun of Jorginho now because you know Bruno. Everybody made fun of Bruno when he was scoring. Stop padding with penalties. Yeah, we don't. Um, we don't care as long as long as we're getting the wins and we're getting those goals that we need there. It's it, it's doing its its purpose. It's it's. I, I, wonder, I wonder what I wonder what Yana thinks though, because Yana was complaining about uh, penalties for Bruno now. Yeah, but Yana's an, an idiot though, so <laughs> so <laughs> I really listen to a lot of that, you know. So wow. when 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 you have an opportunity to score a penalty, you score a damn penalty, man. You know, yeah. like. You don't you don't go and miss the penalty just so people don't make fun of you for stat padding. Bro, you were brought in the team to to play a midfield role, but then it escalated. You did good in Napoli as a penalty taker, and Chelsea wants you as a penalty taker as well. So what is the issue? You know, if Bruno is gonna be that guy for Man U, let him be that dude for Man U, you know? If he's gonna score the penalties, he's scoring the penalties, and they they they're winning games. It doesn't matter. People just need to shut the fuck up. Penalties are part of the game. It happens. <laughs> so. wow, okay, well, it happens anyway. But um, yeah, this game started off a little bit rough for you guys, uh, James, with the own goal. Yeah, um, Rich James uh, 
um, over the top, and then Mendy flew back. But uh, Mendy was already in a defeated position at that time. Um, yeah. But then again, uh, lately Mendy hasn't really been covering himself with glory either. So it was like, it's a weird one. It was a weird one, and when it happened, I guess like it woke up, it woke us up. Like we actually woke up more at that time. So when we saw that, um, it's good to see. But I, there's a lot of plays in Chelsea's uh, in Chelsea's game right now that's kind of, that really annoyed me in this game because I, I'm noticing I'm noticing a pattern, and the pattern is mountain Reese and mountain Reese, recent mounts, recent mount. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what I want to say is, um, these guys both have the quality to deliver boxes, deliver balls into the boxes. Their their quality is second to none. And probably in the Chelsea squad, when it comes to doing that, why mm-hmm. do they need to pass it one two to one guy to get it out there? Just send the ball in the box. That's what that's what would have affected Aston Villa the most, and that's what we eventually got to see when Hudson Adoy came in and sent that cross directly into the box and Lukaku put that he put his head on it, right? Wouldn't you say the reason why they were having problems with that was because Pulisic was playing as the number nine, wasn't he? Yes, Pulisic Pulisic was playing as the number nine, but then there's another theory that I want that I wanna I wanna test on. There's a reason why Tukul is playing Pulley in the number in the number nine position. He doesn't have anybody first off to play there because Havertz is also injured. Uh, no, Havertz also caught COVID or something. I don't know what's going on with him. But another thing too is I feel like police. Uh, I, th- I feel like um, um, Thomas Tuchel wants the players to understand other positions. So thereby playing him in a position where he's starved of freaking of, of balls. You know what I mean? Like absolutely starved. Most people will get frustrated in that position. I've played that striker position, man. It's fucking frustrating. When the ball doesn't arrive to you, it is freaking so frustrating. But I think I think what Tuku wanted to see, he's wanted to see if if Pulley would do it. Because he wants he he said he said we're here battling with Pulley in 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 his fight for confidence, right? He's not playing in his in his position, in his in his preferred position right now. But that's okay, you know. He's willing to fight. He's willing to. He's willing to do the work. So if he, as long as he's willing to do the work, we're here to support him, right? Yeah. And and that's and that's what I think. That's why he keeps playing him in that in that nine position, because he wants him to gain confidence and to see a little bit of what Lukaku has to deal with or other strikers have to deal with when it comes to that time, because it's such a frustrating position if you don't get the ball and literally. Also, learning how to come out of that and still involve yourself in the game, which makes you evolve as a player, right? Because then you could easily become a nine that can stay there and like put your back to defenders, or you can be a nine that drops back to receive the ball, which makes you a false nine and create chances, right? And in this game, we really got to see Pulisic do this. He actually came, he actually dropped back as a false nine and was literally involved in the play. So he will be involved. You pass the ball off through, pass it, and then and then they will create ch- some chances. But what I don't understand is the 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 box. There's still a danger zone. That's the sweet spot. You want to get the ball in there so at least somebody can get on the end of that, right? Yeah. But 
what we were seeing was recent mounts, recent mounts, and sometimes the balls were just getting blocked because now what's happening is Mount's trying to find Reese. Reese is trying to find Mount. And then basically when they have to make that pass, these guys have already covered, right? So if they had if the, if they what is what what's the word I'm looking for? If they want to uh kind of catch the other team by surprise, the best way to do it would be pass the ball to Mount and Mount find the box because mm. Pulley is there and Pulley is not stagnant. He's not he's not in just one position. He's moving around. So you can obviously find him, right? You can find him in those positions. So if you link yeah. the ball over there, say the ball bounces, it gets on the floor, Pulley is there, he can do something. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. it's up in the air, Pulley can also do something. Not to say he hasn't scored headers before. He scored several headers for Chelsea. So it's it's possible. All these things are possible. They just need to start using their imagination and start doing a little bit more. Also, I feel when Chelsea play a lot from the right side, they make the left exponentially weaker. Very weak. So when, when the ball now comes to the left, the left is not as uh, as potent as the right is, right? Because that's where you have Mount and Reese. But I will say if, it, if it's not as potent, I will say it's as sharp. And honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. not not honestly, a shot because you know it's what, not a consistent I, thing. I, I will say one thing to that. One thing I'm gonna say to that, it's I kind of blame that on Tuco, and I'll tell you why. Alonso at the start of this season was yeah. on ridiculous form. Yeah, he was goal after goal. He was keeping Chilwell on the bench. Mm-hmm. Chilwell realized how, how intense the competition was. Yeah, when he got his chance, he now started to pick up his level, like his game umped up because of that competition. Yeah, yeah. Instead of of Tuchel stoking the flames of competition, guys, like, you got to understand with football, whenever you see another guy is there to eat up your spot, what do you do? It's either you rise to the the occasion or you crumble. Yeah. Right? And and this is the same, that's the same thing. Like, we talked about Ramsey and Leno, right? Mm -hmm. This is what was happening. So, Chilwell comes in, does a phenomenal job, but then Tuko does not recognize that, hey, maybe I need to, like, you know, stoke, fan the flames of this a little bit more. Yeah. And um, uh, and, what do they call and it? Play, and play Alonso. Exactly. Like, okay, you know what, Alonso, I'm going to play you more in the Champions League. No. What does he do? He plays Chilwell, in, a, in my opinion, in a game where you didn't need Chilwell necessarily in that position you wanted to play him. And then now he gets injured. And that then was a lot of Juve game, right? Yeah, I, I can't remember which game it was, but I, I think wasn't he playing him in the midfield or something? But he kept he kept playing him, and it was like, look, and I think you guys were up like two nothing when Joel yeah, we, got we were up on uh, three zero or three zero, right? Yeah. So why don't you bring in, you know, you sub out Chilwell, and then you play uh, Alonso? This mm-hmm. was a big mistake that Jurgen Klopp, and we'll get to Jurgen Klopp because Jurgen Klopp has been pissing me off lately with some of the stupid things he's been saying. He, but, did that, he did that with Diogo Jota, right? He did that with Diogo Jota, yeah, last season. And then all of a sudden, title charge was gone, mm-hmm. right? It was gone, right? So yeah. you you got to stoke the fan, the flames of competition. Always, yeah. always, every time. You have to fan the flames of competition. This guy gets a minute. Get a, and, and, if, and if the other guy is the clear winner, you also have to find a way to integrate the other person so he he, he understands that I am meaningful to the team yeah. right but mm-hmm. because of what he was doing 
Alonso now was like, okay, well, I guess I'm back to the bench again. Yeah. And he wasn't as sharp as he was at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. As a coach, this is like a, a big thing for me. Like, if I have two players comp- competing for a spot, yes, I want you to compete. And I still want to have that drive. I still want to make sure the other guy is still on his toes and he's ready, right? Yeah. As to like, hey, even though this guy is number one, I want to beat him. I want to be number one. This is the World Cup year coming up. I want to be on that World Cup team. Yeah, yeah. Right? So... I think that's on him, man. I really think so. And and you know the the left was one of the most potent positions, one of the sharpest. No, like every single time it was either Alonso scoring ridiculous goals or Chilwell was scoring ridiculous goals. It yeah. was ridiculous. And then now they're all like, yeah, it's not it's not what it was anymore. And you can see you can mm-hmm. you can see a, a part of that. I I blame on the manager because the manager did not drive, did not push, did not. Say, hey, guys, like, you're still a part of the team. Don't worry. I'll sub this guy off. I'll get this guy on. And mm-hmm. then in that way, Chilwell wouldn't have been lost. Yeah, what would yeah. have happened is you guys would still have Chilwell. And in my opinion, your title charge will still be nice and hot, you know, yeah. at this time. Right now, mm-hmm. honestly, it's cool enough. What City is doing right now, that shit is cooling off. Yeah. Right? City about to drop points too, though. <laughs> Man, this is what everybody's saying, right? But they have been absolutely explosive. Look, yeah, they've, they've been phenomenal. Put, they're, they're now scoring for fun. That's yeah. what's happening in the city, right? So all this like, oh, they're about to drop points. How? Which yeah, game? Yeah. Leicester Les- would have smoked them too, man. What do you mean Leicester would have smoked them? They were up like how many goals against Leicester? Yeah, yeah they, they, they were, were coming back up, in the game. They were up 4-0. Um, so they right? would have beat them 4-3 if they didn't score more goals? So, no, no, no. Leicester scored three goals in 10 minutes. Yeah. So, so, City closed their eyes for 10 minutes and said, hey, guys, we're not going to play. We're, we're, we've, we really umped up the tempo. Well, let's just chill for a bit. Let's breathe for a little bit. Leicester then, came back into the game. Then, they, what, did, what did City do? And they came back and then scored up. Exactly. A, yeah. And, and you know the best part? They're doing this without a striker. That yeah, is yeah. what is crazy right now. They're, yeah. Everybody is scoring. Look, don't look at it like, oh, okay. If if you had told me, City are in trouble, but they were, but they and four got, uh, sorry, out of the last games where they scored six or seven or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Only three guys were were the ones who scored those goals. Yeah. And I was, like, hey, maybe I can see what you're saying, but yeah. I don't see what you're saying because City, everybody is scoring. Yeah. Every put them in front of a net, they are scoring. Those yeah. guys are so intelligent. The way they play, the way they move, they're so dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. this crap that we saw with United today where, you know, boys are static and they're trying to maintain their formation and position. No. They're so fluid and dynamic in the way they move. Mm-hmm. It is, you cannot mark down one person. City, in my opinion, are not dropping points, man. If they're going to drop points, maybe it's going to be one point, they get a tie, they're going to go on a crazy run. We, we said this earlier. Remember, we said this. City... Yeah. Are gonna go on a ten game run like they always do every season. A yeah. Ten game run, and if you cannot match them when they go on a ten game run, forget it. So Chelsea, yeah. if you guys really mean mean business, you need to you know you stop dropping those points against Burnley's. You need to stop dropping points against United, right? Yeah. Liverpool slams United, City slams United. You guys come and tie against United. What are your title aspirations then, right? Yeah. What are you guys gonna bring, uh, you know, to the um? Uh, what they call it, uh, uh, the final charge. Because yeah. 
you, if you're waiting for City to drop points, no, they're not going to drop points. You have to put the pressure on. You yeah. have to win all your games, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What is the opposite now? How many points are they ahead? I think eight points now, right? Or something no, like that. Six, six points. Six points, right? So yeah, you guys gotta, you guys really gotta be like on your game because City dropping points. Who are they gonna drop points to? Who's the next person they're playing against? Arsenal. Oh man. Well, if Arteta pulls it off, great. But uh, I hope he does. I hope he does. Well, you keep City, saying it out of hope. City have City have Chelsea to play in, and uh, on the fifteenth. And then um, they have to play um, Liverpool, I think. Yeah, okay. So they're going to get, what, those three games out of the way. Look, if City get one point out of those three games, they're, yeah. still, they're still gravy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they will beat everybody else. <laughs> right? You yeah. see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, so yeah. you guys, you guys need, to, need to win. For them, they can, they can afford a loss. They can mm-hmm. afford a tie. Yeah. They, they are, they're top. They can afford those. They can afford those mistakes. So mm-hmm. Chelsea, you're do, saying all this stuff out of hope. You should be saying yeah. it out of know how. You should be going in there saying we are gonna beat them, and Arsenal are gonna get a, steal a point out of them. If yeah. you say that with conviction, then I will believe you. But honestly, man, no, we'll we, we'll beat City. Arsenal, I'm hoping, but Liverpool, Liverpool, I'm hoping they tie. <laughs> so on what on what grounds are you guys gonna beat City? How are you guys gonna beat City? Oh man, we got we got them on luck, man. This that, that first game, uh, don't worry about that. That that's that's done now. After the after the after the few people that returned from COVID, yeah, we're gonna work them, man. We're gonna work City. The the thing though is like we we were like uh, in that game, those guys got lucky off a of deflection, right? And in that game, everybody pressed, but the thing was like those little mistakes. But I'm pretty sure Tuchel is ready to fix those before that. In which game? So, in, in this, in the city, in the city game, everyone man, city was. You love low. Sorry, sorry, man. Look, let's not try to twist history here. City absolutely outplayed Chelsea in that game. Any person who goes back admits City, like you guys, could not come out of your own half. I wouldn't okay, say outplayed them. Both both teams pressed. No. Both teams pressed. But no, it came stop, down. Stop, it came stop, down stop. to those. So those little mistakes. Be realistic. Don't twist history. You were absolutely outplayed in that game. You couldn't get out of your own half. Anytime you guys tried to get out of your own half, the ball was bouncing off Lukaku. The ball wasn't even finding him sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, and this was supposed to be the striker that was going to win you guys the league. And he couldn't do it against, you know, uh, what they call it, John Stones. Was it John Stones or America Lepore? I can't remember. And Ruben Diaz. So yeah. don't start twisting history. What we saw that game, and City could have scored more goals. You guys barely got any chances in that game, right? So I, I would just one. We played with only one striker. I don't know why we did that. Regardless, right? You guys went away from your winning formula that beat them in the Champions League to this. So yeah. I would just say, if you guys maybe change it back to original, maybe. But another thing too, as well, you're forgetting is, look, you don't have Kovacic. <laughs> Right, if Kovacic no, comes back, Kovacic back, Kovacic back. He's not fully fit. He's no, not no, fully. He's not, he's not fully fit. But by the fifteenth, he will be, man. He's not he's fully in rhythm. Good. He's not fully in rhythm. The Kovacic that you're gonna see now, he for him to get up to speed at by that time, he would need like a good run of games to get him up yeah. to speed. 
right? And now you have Kante back. Every game up to because now uh, Angola Kante is injured again. Oh, see, there you go. Right? He's injured. Like, so you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, you need the perfect storm for things to happen. You need yeah. Kovacic, you need Kante, and you need Jorginho to be on the pitch for you guys to have, like, uh, a chance, a chance to beat to beat this team. If and not, we need them to catch COVID. <laughs> yeah. But another thing, too, is City has a very good second team. Yeah, they do. They, they can afford to keep 100 million pounds of Grealish on the bench. That's how crazy this whole thing is, yeah. right? They can, they can afford to keep Foden on the bench. They can afford to keep Mares on the bench, right? Bernardo Silva, even though he didn't get a goal assist this, this, in the game today, uh, sorry, game yesterday, he's playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Their midfield is taken with Gondogan, uh, uh, Rodri. And you know the best part? Their Bruin is back. Their yeah. Bruin is back. De Bruyne has been right. back for a minute, though. Exactly, I know, but like, as in, he is back. The De, yeah. De Bruyne is yeah. back. It's not yeah. the bullshit. Like you know, De Bruyne when he's injured, you can tell. But this time, he is back. And then they also have uh, um, uh, Jesus, that everybody seems to have forgotten about because oh, he's not really an out and out striker. Who's also yeah. playing out? Man, for you guys, like, look, forget. Okay, if you guys score two goals, I admit you guys probably can score two or three. City have the potential of scoring four, blowing through your net. Like they have every uh, their f- offensive firepower in sync, in sync. Forget the defense. The defense could be crap today. They could be crap tomorrow. They can pick it up again, but their attack is in sync, and that's what you guys really have to be worried about now. Because on the other hand, your defense is doing some weird, wonky things, man. I'm seeing some weird things happen on that back line. I'm yeah. like, this is not Chelsea like. So. Yeah. So, so not only you have to be very good offensively, you have to be extremely perfect defensively. And would mm-hmm. that happen? That's the question. Would that happen? So, yeah. anyway, anything can happen. It's football, right? We don't play it on paper. So, never say never. For sure. Okay, so let's go back to the fucking Aston Villa game. <laughs> we've, ran, we've ran too far away from this. Well, um, what, what, what more is there to cover on this Villa game? You guys won 3-1. Lukaku yeah. came back. He got his goal. He got a penalty. Jorginho scored those. What more is there to go back into the Aston Villa game for? What do you want to cover on the Aston Villa game? Uh, okay, okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> right? Like, what else? Like, what else are we going to talk about? Like, you know, his players are players a day, right? You know, Grease James got unlucky with the own goal. Uh, you mentioned um, Mendy has been doing some finicky things, which we all see, and we mm-hmm. all agree. That you guys' back line are doing some weird stuff. Your left is not as potent or as sharp as they as they used to be. There's no chill well. Um, and then Pulisic as a striker is not not it, right? But yeah. you know, but then when when, when Pulisic went to the uh, went to a wing back uh, role, yeah, way better, man. way better. Like, yeah, he's not a he's not a striker. He's a winger. I think I think what needs to happen now is like because sometimes we play with the two number tens. I think Pulisic yeah. needs to be one of those number tens, bro, because he's just he's just a flight, man. Like, how can you have a guy like that, like, and and you're not playing him in his right position? It's kind of, it was, and yes, that theory is um is there, but like still, man, that type of players like that, you either put on the wings or you play them as a freaking number ten, bro, because they will give you like what you need, man. Yeah. They'll give you what well, you need. They'll, they'll give you control. They'll give you touch. They'll give you passes. 
He's an intelligent player. He knows how when to pick out space, when to freaking go. He goes so much. The, the amount of runs that Pulisic makes in behind the freaking defense, how Chelsea don't utilize it sometimes, it makes me so annoyed. You yeah. know? Well, it, it's what it is. It's what it is. But I think that, um, you know, who knows what we see in training, right? Like, when, yeah. when, when he's putting these guys as the strikers, who knows why he's doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Tuku can come out and speak to that, um, you know, then that's uh, then that's that piece. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, we'll see how things go. Who are you guys playing uh, next? Uh, I think on Wednesday or Tuesday. I think we're playing. Uh, what is it? It's not Brentford. We just played Brentford in in the football cup. Fuck! Why the fuck did I forget this? I just said this like earlier today. Yeah, all G. All G. But uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see. You guys cannot lose any more games. Yeah. Simply, simply, Chelsea cannot lose any more games. If you guys want to be in the title charge, you guys cannot lose anymore. You cannot tie mm-hmm. anymore. You have oh, to Brighton. Win. Brighton, we're playing Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to win. <laughs> You've yeah, got to yeah. win. So uh, I watched a bit of Brighton uh, today and. You know, Brighton look off, you know, and uh, uh, and I, I want to quickly just touch on these uh, key things. Uh, kind of manager manager talk right now. So Brighton yeah. looked off. I know a lot of people talked about Graham Potter. Like, I remember when Ole was uh, getting the sack and people were like, oh, maybe Graham Potter can be a coach for United. And, you know, I remember saying, you know what, I think I like Graham Potter a lot, but I don't think he's uh, a United-ready manager. And these things are coming to the fray. Like, you're seeing these managers crumble under pressure. Um, mm-hmm. And you've just seen them absolutely make a mockery of their of the teams. And now Brighton is not a very great, um, uh, not a very great uh, uh, team. They don't have a lot of, uh, you know, star power or anything like that. But like the coaching and the way, sorry, they don't, they're not, I won't say team, they're not a very good set of individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're a very solid team. I won't say a great team, a solid team. Um, and what Graham Potter done, has done for them has been great, but it's not, I don't think they're going to, you know, I, I think they're way far off the pace as a Premier League, uh, you know, solid team or maybe top half team. And to my, in my opinion, even though they don't have the resources, that just shows that Graham Potter, to me, is the guy, like some of the games that they've tied or lost i'm like come on guys you guys should be winning these games right but mm-hmm. in in time i think grand Potter will come but he seems like one of those that needs to go to like a southampton or you know tottenham or west ham or one of those clubs that are almost pushing um mm-hmm. so i think you guys should be fine if you guys do the right things there but on the other side too as well i wanted to actually bring up another manager lester manager oh man brendan fucking rogers this guy, everybody was like yapping about how they would not, they would love to see him at United because he's done. Look, man, I know we were in the mud, okay? We're, we're still in the mud, but man, we are better than fucking Brendan Rodgers. I'm sorry. I've been saying this. And he may come up and then somehow they may become top six. They get back into Europa League. They may get into the Champions League. But with the squad he has, they should not be this low. I mean, I know, you know. <clears throat> Uh, when when week weekday games come in, it takes a lot out of your team. It yeah. really does. When you're playing midweek, it takes a lot out of like the stuff you do on the weekends. <clears throat> so, but for me, Brandon Rogers, I, I've always said like this guy is not it. 
He is not it. Any person who is looking at Brendan, if this guy comes to Manchester United, man, I, I, I might even just say, look, that's it for me, man. I may watch the games here and there, and you know, but I'm not. I, I just cannot back that shite because he is not. He's not a. He's not that good of a manager. I think he's a bit overrated. Everybody likes to, you know, the, the grass always looks greener when you're really suffering in, in it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Brendan Rodgers for me, uh, uh-uh. and um, I can't remember what what was it. The League Cup, they were up three one against Liverpool, a Liverpool side that had youth. Right, they were up three one against Liverpool, and then they lost in penalties. I could not believe that. I absolutely could not believe that. So anyway, um, that's a whole other situation. But um, yeah, for me, uh-uh, he ain't it. Um, and then another manager on on maybe let's kind of you know go on a little bit of more rants on managers. Biesla, look, Biesla, <laughs> I absolutely love this guy. Is he is, is Biesla a fraud? <laughs> I love this guy. I don't think he's a fraud, but fucking hell, man, bro, put in play five at the back, park the fucking bus for once, homie. Like <laughs> seven nil, four, four, four one. Like just getting better than Bruce. Now I will give him this: they have the fourth, the fourth highest, uh, fourth lowest wages in the Premier League. Their players' value is like yeah. ranked fourth lowest in the Premier League. Also. He has had COVID injuries, and he also even had to have a 15-year-old on the bench. Wait, what? It. Yes, he had to have a 15-year-old on the bench. That's how bad it was. I freaking mm-hmm. get it. I get I get what's happening to him. He's not a fraud, but he's a fucking stupid-ass stubborn guy. Man. <laughs> I, 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 he would never, never change his style, man. You, you go, I, he'll, he'll lead that straight to relegation if he needs to. <laughs> I'm I'm one for total football. You know me. I love yeah. the controlling game. I like the passing the game, movement, all that shit. Dyna- dynamic, dynamic, uh, I didn't dynamic uh, style of play. I love all that shit, man. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. I laughed. I I was I, I sit at home. I study that. I go on TV. I, li- I or on uh, whatever. And I watch videos on on these guys. And I'm absolutely a sucker for that style of football. High tempo, aggressive. Win the ball back right away. Keep the ball. Don't give it to them, mm-hmm. right? I love that shit. But my goodness, bro, you have got to park the bus sometimes, man. Even I have to swallow my pride and be like, look, my team ain't good enough. I'm parking the bus, right? <laughs> like, like I even and, – and we got walloped in games, bro. Like, you know, and that was because my technical director was like, hey, let them play a bit. Let them go aggressive. And we went aggressive, and we got slammed. So mm-hmm. – I know what it means. Like when somebody else is telling you, hey, you know, you should do this, but you're like, hey, man, our team is not good enough for this. Let's play this way. No, 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 no. You know, so BSL needs to swallow his pride a bit and just learn to park the bus. And I don't think he's ever going to do it. I don't think he's ever going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling and, you, he would rather lead them into relegation than. Well, than oh, yeah. And I think he, he has some credit in the bank for that because Leeds were in the shambles when he came over. And coach that team all the way up to the Premier League. And they've been through the darlings of the Premier League. But my goodness, please, for the life of me, man, you can't be giving these guys freebie. And as a player, as a young kid, imagine just going into a game and just knowing you're going to get torn up just because you guys just want to, like, go toe-to-toe with Manchester City. It's not happening, bro. It's not (laughs) happening. And the worst part about the whole thing is Pep comes out and – Pep comes out, and you know what Pep does? Pep is like, yeah, man, 
they played so great. They played that's so freaking patronizing, man. Like no, 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 no. Because because Pep is a massive fan of the total football. That's I, I know, I know, but yeah. it's still patronizing. That's why, that, that's why that's why he loves he loves that style of play, even if they concede goal. So um, I'll tell you a story. Uh, Lampard Lampard said. Uh, in the game that they played against uh, Manchester United, right? I guess like he has he has Pep on his like coach's voice or something. Um, mm-hmm. Pep is one of like his inspirations and shit. So basically, on the on the thing like the game that they got battered four zero. Um, then after that, he had the game um, against Liverpool for the for the Super Cup, and then it ended up in penalties where where Chelsea actually played completely total football and shit. After that, like Pep, mess- Pep uh, voice messaged uh, uh, Lampard, and he told him, "Wow, what a great fucking game! That was amazing." He's like, he's like, I've watched your your last two games, and bravo, bravo. This has been this was this has been amazing watches, and like, I see what you're trying to do and everything. And like, he said some really good shit. He bigged him up, but I guess like on the on the app thing, like he, he can't save it as soon as the fucking uh, as soon as the uh, as soon as the audio is done, it disappears forever. It's gone. Oh. So he heard that, and he said he was he was telling um what do you call it? I think he was he was saying it on uh, uh what do you call it? The 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 show by what's his name Gary Neville and the podcast, and he the said overlap. it. And, yeah, the overlap. Yeah, he said it on the overlap, and then basically he's like poof, it disappeared after that. He's like he's like it's crazy. I wanted to like save it and you know show show some of my friends and be like, look, you see what Pep said about me, <laughs> but. Yeah, because Pep Pep's like a advert freaking uh, total football dude, you know, because like because of Cruyff. I, I, right? I get I get it, right? But a part yeah. of me, the cynic in me, just says, "Bro, he's just telling them this so that they can keep playing that way, and he could beat their ass when he faces them." Look, <laughs> if, if you the only like, let's be real. Yeah. One of the very, the very few ways for you to beat a Pep side is by sitting back and breaking yeah. on the. Like the, yeah. it's Mourinho. Mourinho brought that way out. Yeah, it was Mourinho. Even even Liverpool, even Liverpool to an extent, do it. Like yeah, they yeah. press, but they picked when they were going to Gagan press them, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Before 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 they became that team that full on out did it and everything. Yeah, like yeah. so that's the thing, right? You gotta pick your moments, and that's why that's why Pep is afraid of these teams that kick back and like go after him. And yeah, he wants you to play total football. I get it, but. A part of me is like, yeah, man, like, you know, because even Pep sometimes have changed his style. Yeah. There were yeah. games where he was like, you know, I can't go. I, if I go toe-to-toe, that transition is going to blow me up. So I have he to be said, my he said, he said it too. I have to adapt. Yeah, so exactly. You have to adapt, have to exactly. adapt in the game, right? Exactly. And and these are the guys that are going out there, playing total football and getting their asses whacked. Like, bro, you got to recognize there's some days – I, I just have to kick back and just be compact, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up spaces that they have spaces that these guys want mm-hmm. and and hit them on the break. There's sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. And um and Pep sides, unfortunately, man. I mean, sorry, I mean sorry, Biesla sides and all these other guys who just go out and just play like, you know, mindless retards. Uh it's it's dumb. You you have you have to respect the team you're playing against, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, big time. Anyway, but yeah, so that's my, that's my other thing. The other, the other coach I want to also call out here, Klopp. This guy compared. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but he made a comment about how um, you know 
Burnley. He was picking on Burnley players. Um, he's like, Burnley don't have international games, so the guys have more rest than his guys. Bro, mm-hmm. Jurgen Klopp, you coach Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, you fucking coach Liverpool. You have a lot. You have a lot, a lot of players on that team that are better than Burnley players. Your second string team can beat Burnley level players, in my opinion. They can. So why is this motherfucker complaining? Right? Like, yeah. oh my gosh. And he's been complaining a lot. Like a lot lately. I've been noticing that Klopp has just been moaning and whining. Like, look. I get it. Like, it's good to whine and it's, you know, you don't like... These guys he's, don't trying like to, he's, trying to, he's trying to take the pressure off, you know? He's trying to take yeah. the pressure yeah. off. I, and I get that, right? Yeah. But, bro, bro, it's yeah, fucking Burnley, man. He's following... Club, club seems to start... He's trying to follow Mourinho's uh, uh, media media tactics. The media playbook. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah like, dude, I, I couldn't believe it. When I was here, some other shit he was saying, I'm like, bro, just stop fucking whining, man. Like, I get it. You want to take pressure off, and you want to do this, and you want to do. But to 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 say, oh, because they have a winter break, then, uh, or they or they have a bit of a break because they don't play international matches. So, <laughs> so right, like, why are you why are you crying about that anyway? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I absolutely thought it was weird, like seeing all this stuff from from club. He's just whining. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, last one that I want to bring up: David freaking Moyes. This guy, we've been hyping him up. You know, we love a good guy. Oh, yeah. what's, go- what's going on with West Ham? They've been losing by one goal. Eh? They've been losing that front and center, man. They lost to Arsenal. They've lost to Southampton now. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and the Southampton side, too. Like, Southampton have sort of been struggling, too. Uh, they lost yeah. That Chelsea, The Chelsea boy in the in the Southampton side is doing some things, man. He's doing Broha. some things. Broha. Amanda Broha. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like I think he's one of the top five uh, goal scorers right now in the Prem. Is he? I, I haven't seen it, but he's 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 good. I've watched some of his stuff. He's good, but yeah, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and Conor Gallagher from uh, from Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Um, they, they but, said is saying he's gonna bring him back next uh, next season. I will, I will say you guys should wait up on that and just I think he needs another loan. I really think he needs an all loan. I don't think you guys should bring him back now because if you bring him back now, uh, the, the I think he will lose his thing. Um, yeah, he's playing week in week out for Crystal Palace. He gets yeah. a lot of freedom. Vieira is doing really great with him there. I mean, I mean, they lost to uh, uh, Spurs today mm-hmm. uh, or yesterday, sorry, and um, but still. I would just say, like, give him, give him an all loan, give him an all year, let him keep playing. At least in yeah. England, the Premier League, he's making a name for himself. Yeah. Um, and and that's and then bring him back after the fact. Don't bring him back too early because who is he going to bench right now? Like, is he going to bench Mount? You know, is he going <laughs> to bench? Is he going to bench Havertz? Is he going to bench Ziyech? Is he going to bench Hassan uh, Odoi? Like, there's my opinion about Ziyech being so eh? Yeah, I'm hearing that too. I'm hearing that, but. Either way, still, I don't think he's yet at that level uh, to, um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's he's there yet. Right? No, he's, he's not at the level to command uh, first team minutes yet. Yeah, at Chelsea. At Chelsea. Right? Yeah, somewhere else. Yes, Chelsea. No, like maybe he, maybe if he has another another like solid five six months and he just goes on a tier. Then maybe, but like for now, it's cool. Uh, Tuko already said like he he already supposed the decision that they did to you know loan him out anyway. So, 
Yeah, give him another loan. I say with these guys, it's too early to call them back and uh, start doing all these crazy things with them. Give them another loan. Give them another chance. Um, he, was, he was first with Norwich, I think, right? Was he, he with Norwich? Norwich? I don't remember. He was uh, with somebody. His first loan was last year. Then he got Crystal well, Palace this year. Yeah, he needs another one. Give him another one. Let him just keep. In fact, I'll even loan him back to Crystal Palace again. Another another season. Because yeah. that will put him in a comfortable area. He's still in London. He's still around, like, you know, the, the main team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys can monitor, like, what he's doing, right, with the, yeah. with the, the you know, with, with Palace, right? And, yeah, just keep him there. Keep him in the Premier League. Keep him with a team where he's used to and where everybody kind of, you know, are going to use him consistently. Not like, yeah. oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's very important for a youth player for youth at this time. And and at this time I'll say Chelsea, not not yet. Chelsea yeah. is uh Chelsea is uh, you know really pushing and to bring a child in that type of environment. Um uh, maybe maybe if he shows it this season, then just say, Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna have to take a risk on one of the players and you know, add like that high level of competition. But yeah. I feel like players at this time need more games than they need to worry about competition. And then mm-hmm. eventually they can now start worrying about competition, and then that's a whole different ball game. But for now, they need games. Look at Mount. Look at how yeah. many points he got, and look at how he is now, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, all that same pattern with uh, uh, Gallagher. Right. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think we've covered a lot, man, today. We've covered a lot. I don't know if there's any smaller bits, uh, you know, we want to cover anything that's um, on your on your mind that you want to look into, and Any, anything from the other leagues so that you want to look at look at talking about. Nah, just the fact that uh, Bundesliga is on break right now, and uh, Bayern is like twelve points ahead of Dortmund, <laughs> so, oh, so it's looking bad again. Uh, another thing too is Dortmund crashed out bad in the freaking Champions League, bro. Like, yeah. Bad. And then yeah. now they have to go to Europa with Barcelona. Yeah. And then, but I don't know if this Marco Rosa guy is the dude, bro. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. I mean, this is only he's like six, five, five, six months in. So I guess time will tell. It's, it's too. I will say I don't. I'm not gonna defend this guy. I don't know much about him, but it's too early not to say yeah. anything. Um, and people may say, "Oh, but you had beef." you're not happy with Ragnick and what he's doing right now and blah, blah, blah. And, and the reason I would say is Ragnick is an interim manager. He only yeah. has six months to do what he wants to do. A mm-hmm. permanent manager has a longer ten, tenure uh, to yeah. work with the team and figure out what he wants, right? So uh, so for me, I'm willing to, you know, give permanent managers more opportunities and more time um, mm-hmm. interim. Interim, your job, is you only have a short time to make an impact, make it count, right? Yeah. Um, so... Marco Rose, I'll say he needs time. But on the same breath, like, look, you guys, like, Dortmund got him from Mönchengladbach, like, from their rivals. That's oh, hilarious. That, that shit is funny to me, man. But anyway, yeah, I got him from uh, Gladbach. And um, has he, like, what was his CV at Gladbach, right? Now, Borussia Mönchengladbach, from what I'm hearing, they're not, they don't look very good either since he's left. So, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't. yeah, so maybe, so maybe he was the glue holding everything together. And yeah. the other thing too, as well, the Dort, the Dortmund, um, uh, what do they call it, Dortmund, uh, upper management or whatever, the the board, whoever that's, is up on there. I think they need. 
well, yeah, whatever, whatever his name is. They need to take much, like, more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this because you look at the you look at the quality of players they brought in. They have Haaland on that team. They yeah. have Jude, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have some up and coming kids on there. But is that enough? Right? They are working with Humos. Humos is not. Humos not a good defender, man. Humos is like me. <laughs> You know, we love the ball on our feet, but the moment that we have to defend, like, God damn it, I have to chase, you know, a young 18-year-old that is a bullet. I have to chase him across the pitch. I'm not going to fucking do that, right? <laughs> Whitzel, who is, like, how old is he? Like, these these guys, they just don't have it anymore, man. Like, football is a young man's game. Sports is a young man's game. Yeah. It's very, it's very, yeah, you can, you can say there's still, you know, the, the, um, quality players who are still keeping it up, like you know, you look at Ronaldo, you look at Modric, you look at Cruz, you look at um, uh, Iniesta is still playing, right? You look at all these guys, right? But let's be real, the way the game is played now is at blistering pace, blistering pace. Mm-hmm. If you're not quick enough, you can f- forget about it. Why is Witzel <laughs> a guy with like Witzel uh, still playing? And they, I, I, apparently they're playing him as a defender. Like, what the fuck is this shit, right? Like, anyway, so... Sorry? Axel Wetsu? Yeah, I've seen I've seen him play as defense Ooh. when I'm watching some games. Yeah, Wetsu is still playing. But how old is he? I think he's like 31, 32, bro. Holy crap. Yeah, man. Like, these guys are not young, man. Like, they're not kids, right? Like, once you hit 30, yeah. your body starts to clock it in, bro. Right? You can get away. You can get away, like you know, maybe you know, if you're a smart defender, like you know, Thiago Silva is very smart, but we know he doesn't have the pace. But he's yeah, very yeah. intelligent with the way he does things, right? Yeah. Sergio Ramos, which is also smart, but the problem with Sergio Ramos is always injured, right? So mm-hmm. you can get away with a couple of things, but when you're playing, and especially a very intense league like the German league, where pressing is everything, these guys. I've remember when I was like remember talking about this last year, right? When we were watching their games, and it was just like, bro, man, how are they breathing, man? Like, mm-hmm. there's no space. Like, literally, you, you 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 they pass you the ball. There's already a guy on your neck, like yeah. not letting you breathe, bro. Right? So, how are you gonna get a guy like Witzel? Uh, what's the other guy? Um, uh, you know, Humos. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're not very good defend defensively. They were not good anyway. How are you gonna get them on top of uh, on top of the game? You know, defending right yeah. when all they want to do is they want the ball on their feet so they can pass. Versus a guy like Thiago Silva who live and breathe defense all day. A guy yeah. like uh, Ramos who live and breathe defense all day, right? So, anywho. Um, but yeah, that's that piece there. But I think we're, I think we're out of time, man. It was good. It was a good show. I think we're gonna clock in about one, one hour thirty minutes. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. If there's nothing else you want to cover, bro, I think that's it. No, I think I think that I think that should be it. That should be it. We'll see. We'll see how the German league comes back when when they come back for their break and everything. It's crazy. The, these leagues still have, you know. Breaks, but the Premier League doesn't. <laughs> oh, Premier League is on the matting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but either way, I think that's it. Once want to say thank you to everybody for listening to us. If you made it this far, really appreciate you for hanging in there. 
Um, but uh, on the same breath, uh, just wanna wanna say maybe we may actually do a show midweek, depending on um, uh, you know, if we have time. Uh, but if we don't, then you know we we don't have the time, and uh, right. We'll, we'll see you guys in the new year but I want to say thank you very much for supporting the show throughout the year it's been great uh, and we're hoping to do more of these going into the new year year 2022 if, we don't, need, if we don't do a new show we just want to say happy new year to everybody happy new year guys and we'll see y'all at the next show peace ciao